0: Welcome to the Find Your Strength podcast, where we'll embark on a transformative journey to help you discover your inner and outer strength. I'm your host, Mia Harris, a business owner and women's strength coach on a mission to help you become your strongest self by empowering you to shift your focus solely from losing weight to lifting weights. In this podcast, we'll dive into the realms of movement, mindset, and personal development to help you realize how truly capable you are in all aspects of life, whether you're seeking to enhance your physical fitness, boost your mental and physical well being, or simply just find your strength within, then you've come to the right place. Get ready to be inspired, motivated, and equipped with the tools you need in order to conquer life's obstacles in and out of the gym. Let's begin the journey to find your strength together. Welcome back to another episode of the Find Your Strength podcast, where we will be talking about all things movement, mindset, and personal development so that you can become your strongest self physically, mentally, and emotionally. I'm your host, Mia, and right now we are coming to the end of February at the time of this recording, and the sun has finally decided to make an appearance. I don't know if anyone can relate, but my mental health took a complete dive in January because we only had like three days of sun. And now that the sun is out and shining, I feel like a whole new person again. So I apologize to those for who I was when the sun wasn't out. I feel like it's been a really weird winter here, though, in southwestern Ontario. We have had barely any snow, and it's been more like spring weather than it has been winter. I feel as though this has been happening kind of all across the globe. I was just in Florida for a week visiting my parents, and all the locals down there said it was definitely an unusual winter for them. Usually, Florida this time of year is in the high 20s with sun, but when I was visiting, it was more so between 15 and 20, and it was much more gloomy than it was sunny. But that's okay. Spring is on the horizon. I can feel it. Now, I want to dive into today's episode because it has been a highly requested topic. Every time I ask a poll on my Instagram about what you guys want to hear for my next episode, this one has definitely been at the top. So let's get into it. Today, we are talking about one of my favorite topics, and that is what is self-sabotage and why do we do it? And if you feel like you're being called for right now, then I would say this episode is definitely worth a listen. So what is self-sabotage? By definition, self-sabotage is when someone gets in the way of their own success in a repeated fashion, which can be done through a series of destructive behaviors. Oftentimes, this will usually prevent someone from accomplishing their goals, which can have a negative impact on many areas of their life. And with every failed attempt that you have, you're just proving to yourself as to why you don't deserve the thing you want to do, and in turn, can have a negative impact on your self-confidence and self-esteem. Now, if you're sitting here listening to this, wondering if you are guilty of self-sabotaging, I'm here to let you know that sometimes we aren't always aware if we're doing it or not. The thing with self-sabotage is that it's our brain's innate way of protecting itself from fear, disappointment, or failure. If we just shut down whatever the opportunity is before it happens, then we don't have to experience the disappointment. Let me know if you can relate to this. Do you recall working towards a specific goal only for it to miraculously fail because you messed up or did something stupid? What about feeling anxious or stressed when you're trying to accomplish something important, which in turn makes you feel even more discouraged, frustrated, and angry with yourself that you just don't want to do it at all? Or what about when something is going really well, but you think you are not worthy or don't deserve to have that success, so you decide just to give up and not continue to pursue it at all? These are all signs of self-sabotage. Now, if you're sitting there saying to yourself, damn, that's me, then I would definitely continue to listen to this episode. If this isn't you, I would still continue to listen because maybe you can take what you learned from this episode and help someone else who may be struggling with self-sabotage. Now, self-sabotage is driven by negative self-talk where you tell yourself that you're not worthy of success. And one of the key reasons people tend to self-sabotage is due to low self-esteem. Again, they often tend to feel like they lack the ability to reach their goals, or they are incompetent, or sometimes it can even come from a place of self-hatred. Some will even tend to self-sabotage because they feel that they are in control of their outcome and don't have to rely on the unknown. Now, in the short term, this may be temporarily thrilling, but can become destructive in the long run. Now, have you ever caught yourself saying any of these phrases to yourself? You can't do that. Or you don't deserve that, or if you try, you'll probably just fail anyways. These are all forms of self sabotage, and self sabotage is meant to set you up to fail in a number of different ways. Not only does it set you up to continuously partake in negative behaviors, but it can also diminish your reputation if you aren't able to follow through with what you say you're going to do on numerous occasions. Now, Don't panic because the good news is there is a way that you can overcome self-sabotaging and in due time with some practice, replace it with true confidence. So good news, you are not doomed. We've gone through what self-sabotage is and why we do it. And now we're going to talk about how we're able to work through it and overcome those self-sabotaging behaviors. So the first step to working through self-sabotage is recognizing your self-sabotaging behaviors. Now, this is really where we need to dive deep and ask ourselves the painful questions. And I know it's not going to be easy, but this is how we become more in tune with our behaviors so that we can better understand why we're doing what we're doing and make improvements moving forward. And because this is a health and fitness related podcast, I want to use health and fitness related examples. So I want to use goal setting as an example, and I want you to think about a goal that maybe you've had for a long time, but you've never been able to accomplish. And I want you to ask yourself, why do you think that you've never been able to accomplish this goal? Is the goal that far out of reach? Is the goal that we've set just not realistic for us? Or do we believe that we just don't have the capabilities to be able to reach that goal? Again, these are the hard hitting questions that you should be asking yourself. Now, no one said that growth was going to be easy, okay? And it can be uncomfortable to ask yourself these kinds of questions, but this is how we're able to tune in and really get a better idea as to how we can find a solution to work through these destructive behaviors. So the first step to working through self-sabotage is by recognizing your self-sabotaging behaviors and asking yourself the hard-hitting questions. Step number two is understand the emotions that lead to that behavior. And oftentimes, self-sabotaging behavior stems from feelings of anxiety, anger and worthlessness. Now, let's just say you're going through a workout program and there's an exercise in your program that you absolutely despise. Now, let's just say there's an exercise in your workout program that is extremely challenging and difficult, and you just don't feel like you have the capacity to be able to perform it at the best of your ability right now. So this leads to you feeling like you're a failure, like you're not good enough, that you're not worthy enough, and you start to feel angry and upset about it, which then leads to you not wanting to complete the rest of your workout. So as we can see, that event triggered an emotion in you, which then in turn led to a self-defeating action. Now, I know that I have a lot of type A people-pleasing perfectionists that listen to this podcast or at least are recovering just like me. And I remember when I was younger, whenever I would learn a new dance move or learn a new soccer skill, if I wasn't good at something right away, I would have these intense emotions of anger, frustration, uh, unworthiness just cast upon me. And if I wasn't good at it right away, then I was like, oh, okay, it's not for me then. I wouldn't allow myself the grace and the space to be able to get better at something. I just wanted to be good at it right away. So step number two is understanding the emotions that lead to these destructive behaviors. Now, moving on to step number three to working through self-sabotage is to spot the thinking or beliefs that cause the emotion. Now, chances are the emotion that led to your negative behavior that you're feeling were caused by irrational thoughts. Now, this is where I would say, notice what you say to yourself when you engage in self-sabotaging behavior. Like we talked about before, Negative self-talk is a very common thing when we're going through these destructive behaviors. So what you could do is write down all of your negative self-talk, no matter how silly or unrealistic it may seem. And the ideal time to do this is really when you're going through an episode. I know that's probably the last thing you're thinking about doing, but one thing that I have my clients do when they've noticed something negative come about about their abilities or their body image is they have that negative thought come in, but then right away replace it with a positive one, which again, I know is easier said than done. But if you say something like, oh, I look fat today, I want you to follow it up right away with something like, I'm such a good person and I care a lot about people. Just making that mindset reframe from taking that negative to a positive can make a world of a difference. And once we're able to get clear on that negative self-talk, this is where you can ask yourself what deeper beliefs that you have behind your self-sabotage thinking, right? Are these beliefs rational? Are they based on clear facts? Are these actually true things? Our brains are incredibly powerful and we can make ourselves believe anything. So we're telling ourselves these things to make ourselves believe them, even if they're not actually true. So step number three is spot the thinking or beliefs that cause the emotion. And moving on to step number four to working through self-sabotage is changing your emotions, behaviors, and thoughts. And this kind of ties back into step number 3 and what I mentioned earlier. As you become more aware of these negative emotions, behaviors and thoughts that trigger your self-sabotage, you can begin to challenge them. Challenge the negative thinking with more logical and positive affirmations. This is where we really can turn things around and stop creating these assumptions about ourselves and gain some much needed positive perspective. Again, a lot easier said than done. However, just like with anything in life, Practice creates progress. And the more practice we do, the more progress we're going to make. So we can't expect to be good at this right away. It's going to take time, effort, and work. And then this is when we can link our new positive self-talk to what you want to accomplish and what you can achieve. When your skills, beliefs, and behaviors are all in alignment, this is where you can create that mental, emotional, and physical state necessary to do whatever you set your mind to. So step number four is to change your behaviors, emotions, and thoughts around self-sabotage and negative self-talk. And last but not least, step number five to working through self-sabotage is to develop self-supporting behaviors. When you have identified and began to defeat that false rationale that you've created inside your brain for your self-sabotaging behaviors, you can then start to rebuild your self-esteem. So consider asking yourself the following questions. What can you say to yourself that is positive or encouraging? What options do you have? Is there more than one way to achieve your goal? Can you build your self-confidence by setting and achieving smaller goals on your way to achieving the bigger ones? Then this is where you can use those answers to come up with a message that inspires you to move forward in a positive direction. For example, let's say you've completed two out of your three workouts for the week and it doesn't look like you're going to be able to complete your third. You could say something to yourself like, even though I may not be able to complete my third workout for the week, I put forward my very best efforts on the two that I did complete. I know that I have the skills and ability to better plan my weeks out moving forward so that I can show up and make that commitment to myself to get in all three of my workouts. So there is proof that we can beat self-sabotage by monitoring our behaviors, feelings, thoughts and beliefs about ourselves and challenging them when they stand between you and your goals. Once you start to understand what is going on behind your self-sabotage, this is where you can really start to develop positive self-supporting behaviors to help keep you on track. So step number five is to develop self-supporting behaviors in order to combat your self-sabotage. All right, squad. So that wraps up today's episode on what is self-sabotage and how to work through it. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it to your story on social media and tag me at The Strength Girl so I know that you tuned in to today's episode. Also, be sure to share it with a friend who could benefit from this conversation. The more people we have weighing in on these conversations, the better. So thank you for joining me on today's episode of the Find Your Strength podcast, and we will catch you in the next one.